What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Boyce, and this is another episode of the Facts Project. Today, I have a special guest, Jonathan Armour, Open Gate Studios, excellent director, excellent actor, and an excellent creator. Thank you for being here, brother. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to be on the platform. It's a blessing, and we are humbled to be here. Thank you. Absolutely, man. Yo, look, for one, uh, as I told you before, this is a long time coming because I've saw a lot of the interesting things that you've been doing. Mm. Uh, and I, for the most part, wanted to talk about it. Okay. Now, so if you could, yeah. what, what is Open Gate Studios? Open Gate Studios is, well, now it was, it was a two-man partnership. Okay. Uh, I started way back in 2012 with me and my business partner, uh, Wu. Um, we started off just trying to get in the grind, get into the business. We would film church events, uh, school events, mostly music videos and weddings, things of that nature. You know, as you grind in the beginning, it's tough for people to understand or see the vision of what you bring to the table and things of that nature. Um, but we just kept at it. Eventually, uh, we had to go do other things and I stayed with the business. Okay. So as I stayed with it, I said, okay, well, two things can happen and we can either let it go or we could just keep it going um, as a more of like a side project or side hustle at that time or whatnot. And I just stuck with it. Um, I didn't want to let the acting go. I, I love filming. So what happened was I did more weddings during that time. So it became more of open gate studios with personal touch photography. And mm -hmm. then after I learned that, I was like, okay, that's cool. It's good. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm good at weddings, but what is it that I really want to do? What I really want to do is being in the entertainment business, whether it's acting, directing, producing, anything of that nature. I wanted that aspect. And as right now, mostly for me, it's the directing portion that I love doing and the editing as well. Hold on, not because of special effects. I love doing all that stuff. So bro, yeah. bro, you <laughs> you're one of few that says they love editing. <laughs> yeah, I know. A lot of people just be like, oh God, no, I hate it. But for me, sitting at that computer, I don't know, it's more therapeutic for me at a sense. Okay. I'm just allow my brain to just wonder. Like I still know how some people do when they create, they just let it wonder. That's what mine does. So yeah. Now, now what basically, all right. So what sparked from from you having open gate studios with your part? Mm -hmm. What sparked, what was like the initial reaction that maybe said, I uh, maybe it's time for me to get behind the camera? Mm. Now see that. It was always that aspect because I, I went to a performing arts school for acting and things of that nature. So I had the acting aspect, but I necessarily didn't really like being in front of it. I just was in front of it because I wanted to tell my stories. I wanted to shoot. I wanted to film. And at that time, I couldn't get nobody to get in front of the camera to film with me. So, okay. all right, well, we're filming ourselves or whatnot. We started filming ourselves. People started taking notice. Now people want to be like, hey, can we shoot? Hey, can we do this? Hey, can we do woo, woo, woo? Because now they see what you can do. So that's how it started. But originally, nah, I wanted to be behind the camera because sir, no one's going to be able to see it the way that I see it. Mm -hmm. And that's not coming from a cocky standpoint or anything of that nature. It's just, it's kind of like how I look up to this uh, Christopher Cohen, how he sees things. I remember he started being in front of the camera first when he shot all of his action films and he was doing like this DC superhero uh, series. But mm -hmm. later on, as he progressed, you saw that his strong point was behind the camera and making others look amazing. And that's what we, that's where I'm at right now. And it took a minute to, you know, be like, oh, okay, well, you know, you don't have to be in front of the camera just for people to know who you are. Like, it's okay to be behind the camera because right. that's where your talents are shining at. That's 
where your gift is really, really at. So being behind the camera, editing. Oh yeah, that's that's me. All right. So um, so the the way that we look at it, you you're you live in Atlanta, correct? Yes. Right. So Atlanta being a hotbed for for the film industry, is, I mean, is it like easy pickings to like basically figure out the settings, get the people that are involved? Because there's a lot of actors and actresses right. out there in the Atlanta area in order to make these projects happen. That's the thing. Everyone always asks me, bro, can you help me get these actors? Can you help me get these actresses? For me, it's easier now than okay. it was in the beginning. And I still say that that's because I have a list of videos that I've shot and um, projects that I've shot and whatnot. So you're able to see, okay, well, if I shoot with OpenA Studios, this is what I'm going to get versus coming right off the gate, off the street, like, hey, you know, I want to film something. Uh, can you get these people? I'm like, well, I can put my name out there, but you need to be able to deliver. You know what I'm saying? Right. But for me, easier now. Yeah, um, I can get uh, actresses and actors like, like butter like, it's simple now though it's easy so has there been any uh repeat actors and actresses that have been more easier to work with that you've been been using on the oh, yeah basis? of course like if you go down to my page you'll see that i work with a lot of the same actors and actresses because we've built that relationship with each other and mm -hmm. i i hold strong to bonds man bonds and i want all my people to win so when they're out here and a lot of them have gone off to do really really big things and i love that because you want your people to win i don't understand why people are like oh man everybody's winning but i'm still here no you're that's not how it works everyone has their time you need to continue to do what you're doing root for your friends when they are winning please root for them because this is what happens when you rise up you want to i want my actors and actresses to say hey come on back i need you i need a project let's do this together let's work out whatever the contract need to be let's do it that's that's a major hit when you have all that together and we all started from the bottom so yes i want all my people to win so i'm always rooting for them so now has uh has basically providing the medium in open gate studios how mm -hmm. it's been interactive as being independent filmmaking has that allowed you to cross over and do other promotions for certain other studios that are around the atlanta area True. Um, we can cross promote and things of that nature with other production companies. Um, a lot of times other companies from even outside of Atlanta have now wanted Open Gate Studios to do editing services for them, you see, mm. or filming services for them as well. So the company uh, this year during the whole COVID and everything, it's been a blessing. It's been a real blessing for Open Gate Studios. So yeah, we kind of, we launched or whatnot and just went off this whole speed run with, uh, I think, well, to be honest with you, was the sisters when I started promoting it just a little bit, just to taste with the interviews and stuff. And it just, it exploded. I slowed down on it a little bit because I was like, it's not fair for me to showcase that just right now because the film's not done yet. Not right. Done. So I took back, took a little step back and I was like, all right, when I get everything finished, then we'll go crazy with it. But yeah, other than that, no, it's still going strong. Like we're still booked. I am booked. Every Good. weekend, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So you started a a, a short uh, short film series called Brothers mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Call Sisters. Yeah. Uh, ju basically, just for mention that you just brought up recently. Mm -hmm. Now, now, if you could tell us about both of those stories and where they derive from. Yeah, no problem. So with Brothers, where it derived from, the crazy thing was it wasn't even supposed to be a series at all. It was really? only supposed to be yeah, it was only supposed to be a three minute quick segment something funny to laugh at 
Um, it was going to be with me, the guys that you see, my friends who I've known for years, and I just call them my brothers. And it was going to be something like very simple. Like I was going to go show up to Tim's house one day because I saw him cheating with my girl or something like that. And then a fight was going to break out. But you didn't understand that these when the fight broke out, each of the brothers had power. So it wasn't going to be a typical street brawl. It was going to be a right. fight like X-Men, Mutant, but nah, I wanted my reel. This is the same time when I was creating my reel as well for my acting showcase reel. And I said, I wanted to do something really cool with my friends. And I said, you know what? We love anime. We love superheroes. Let's do something around that realm. And that's how brothers came to be. So that's how it came. But when we did it, people liked it. And I was like, huh, let's keep going. And I kept going. I was like, huh, I really do like it. But then there was no prequel. There was no story before. It was just kind of like, yeah, here it is. This is the story. But where do all their powers come from? So that's why Sisters was created because the powers and everything all come from our moms. So that's why that whole uh, movie is being developed right now. That's not a series. That's that's a movie. So, yeah. So when did it basically catch lightning in a bottle when like you you basically said that you brought that segment to life? Mm-hmm. What, what triggered it to where like it was seen by either you or somebody else that was like, yo, you, we got to do another one. I think it was when I had launched the uh it was like a little promo trailer for it back in 2019 it was the first uh brothers little trailer thing for instagram you know i I would make like little clips for what the episode would be and things in that nature and it just caught like wildfire and i was like oh oh but it made me happy too because i was doing something not only that i love but i was doing something with my friends and i think that's what made it so like i was i was all in because i was like yeah this is what i love to do because I'm having fun and it's not work to me. It's fun when I get right. to do it with them, you know, versus all the other ones that I was doing. It was more, it was more like work a little bit, but it's fun. It's okay. Cause I still love what I'm doing, but this one was different because it was everything that I really enjoyed doing anime, superheroes, my friends, mm-hmm. us just having fun, throwing punches and stuff. It's, it's fun. <laughs> Come on. Now, aside yeah. from the influence of uh, superheroes and anime, what are the actual direct influences that created brothers and sisters? Oh, come on. The direct influences that came from it was you got to go with Dragon Ball Z all day long. That's a heavy influence that. in it. Yep. <laughs> uh, you can go with Power Rangers as well. Mortal Kombat, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and a little bit for sisters or whatnot. There's a little bit of uh, the underworld type of series. Uh, ah. Yeah, a little essence in that a little bit, but yeah. Kate Beckinsale, Lycans versus Vampires mm-hmm. type deal. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. All right, so um, that's now, what now, I really want to get into. Yeah, that's the- but, Oh, you want to get into that? Well, no, well that's the so, story that I'm so eager to tell everybody because that's, like Brothers is awesome, but Sisters, like, I've been saying this so much. I was like, no, that's that's the one where it's at because with that, I can go so much more into it because it's the beginning ground point of the story. Whereas Brothers is, you know, it's pretty much kind of set because we're going right after like, okay, these this had to happen in order for this to happen. But I'm creating the story from, you know, thin air with sisters. So it's like, hey, you know, there it is. But um, yeah, that's the one I'm happy. I'm excited about. I love Brothers, don't get me wrong, because I'm in it too. But right. I love sisters though. That's, that's the one. Uh, so so between both series yeah 
explain to us, and, and this is something uh, I, I always see as hard for directors to teach and also for the actors to actually display on screen. Mm. How do you direct fight choreography? Oh, man. And see, that's another thing, too. Um, it's good to have an actual stunt choreographer on set if you can have one. Okay. Um, who's been trained through the martial arts and things of that nature. And it can be any kind of martial arts because they're going to be able to tell your actors and actresses how to sell a punch, how to take a punch, how to take a hit and things of that nature too. Um, luckily for me, I had stunt training as well. So okay. I was able to showcase, okay, look, if we're going to throw this punch, I need you to be able to throw it across the nose part right here. And when I, when we shoot at a particular angle, it's going to sell the effect. So we had to teach them that type of stuff or whatnot as well. Um, but it also helps to, if their actors and actresses are already like trained within stunts and stuff like that, you're able to do a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. Only a few people were stunt trained professionally on set. So there's only a limited amount of things that we can do. But I was like, okay, well, you know, y'all be throwing energy blasts and stuff like that. So we get away with it a little bit, but mm -hmm. we want to get more into that martial arts aspect, which is later on down the line. Oh yeah, yeah, we gotta get yeah. Because you're starting to see like little inclinations of that in mm -hmm. in each of the each of the films so far. So I was yeah. like, I was like, man, I was like, how for one, how many cameras? <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, like where are they positioned? Is this mm -hmm. somebody in a tree? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, man, there's a lot of production going into this. It is, it is, and the crazy thing is, it was always just two cameras each okay. time. Um, for the first portion first first part we shot with a red camera and we shot with the gh5 and gh5 is always going to be there as our you know our main camera to go to or whatnot and then for the different parts for part two it was two gh5s we had um the reds out at that point it was just all gh5s at that um that particular time because the red camera kept taking up so long to load uh when we want to shoot the mm. film so i was like it's good to know so that now i know when i'm doing other productions like okay all right, so we got to put that into a factor. And we were going against time during then because it would get so dark so quick when we were filming. Yeah. Um, back in September 2020, yeah, it would just get it would get dark so fast. And I was like, okay, well, what if she was GH5s? Because I already had the shot in my head. I know how I want to shoot it. Let me go ahead and get it. So yeah. I'll be out there with the stabilizer. Tell the actors, we'll do the blocking real quick. Do a rehearsal. All right, we're going to get ready to shoot. And go ahead and shoot, yeah. Now, where are you finding these settings at? Because mm -hmm. people got to know Atlanta is a metropolitan city. The way yeah. you found it, you found the most barren land I've seen. <laughs> like there's nobody around. Right. I was I like, that. I love that place. And now everybody's using it now, which wow. is fine, because after that, I'm, I'm not going to use it no more. I was like, all right, that's enough. But it's Arabia Mountain. Uh, that's where the location at. And it's a little. It's I'll, I'll, I'll bleep that side. part. I'll bleep that part of the podcast so people. Oh don't no, you don't gotta bleep it. You can tell them it's okay. It's okay. It's over. You say <laughs> yeah. Arabia Mountain. Arabia Mountain. That's where you find the barren, outlandish, crazy set, and you can do anything out there. It's it's a really nice sci-fi area, like really dope. And then, yeah, for sci-fi fantasy movies, that's where you want to shoot at. Really? Yeah, they shot a lot of stuff out there. Stranger Things got shot out there. What else? Uh, it's not coming to mind, but. I just know they use that area a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now what do you think? Uh, well, for, first off, yeah, I guess you're, you're native of Atlanta. Yes. Okay. So what, what have you seen basically as far as like 
the rise or the film industry's takeover in the Atlanta area, as far as Georgia, period. Mm. And since probably the early 2000s, maybe even the late 90s, mm-hmm. like see, as much as you've seen. I'm, well, I guess I didn't really notice it too much until around 2016. That's okay. when I noticed, OK, well, the film industry is here, but I didn't realize how big of a factor it was there because this is when I was doing extra work and standing work during that time period and just being all set and learning like okay so this is a turnaround this is what they mean when they're shooting and things of that nature the jargon I was learning all of that because that stuff you can't really learn in class you learn so much more being on set just seeing people do what they do so I took all that in and then I took it back to opening studios but for me I'm I'm around 20 man 27 2016, 2017 is when I knew that it was really, really here and that it's not going anywhere because of the tax breaks and the things that they can do here in Atlanta versus mm-hmm. what they can do out there in L.A. You know, they shot so much in L.A. They're like, man, we need some new settings. We need some new locations. We need something. So, yeah, everything's here now. And if you notice when you see those little yellow signs and stuff like that, it's like, OK, well, you know, they're going to be shooting over there. OK, well, mm-hmm. can't go down here because now it's blocked off. And it's just crazy how much. um what goes into making sure and securing a, a location for the day? Because I remember working on a 24 Legacy. I was like, how did they get these locations, man? These locations, like, I know they paid for them and stuff like that, but making sure that it's secure, nobody can come in, come out, all that <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, that's where I'm trying to get to. Yeah, like, hey, look, we got to sit, lock this down. Because all we've been doing now is filming at locations that's, you know, open, free to the public, or, you know, might have to do a little guerrilla filmmaking. All right, look. Come on, guys, let's get the shot real quick. I need this. I need this. Yeah. Do that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you want to go ahead and lock it in for, um, for uh, you know, secure the premise and things of that nature. Unless I'm using, like, an Airbnb, then, you know, it's secure then because it's our location, so. Right. And I've actually seen in the news lately that the, uh, was it, the recent voter rights has basically limited a lot of filming. Some people have actually pulled out of Georgia I mean, I don't see that basically taken like as a complete hardship as to what's going on down there in Georgia, because mm-hmm. I, I think only a couple of studios or a couple of films have pulled out. Mm-hmm. But necessarily, how long is that going to last? It's pretty no. much going to fly right back in. Right. And the reason well, why were they pulling out? Was this during um, pandemic time or is this like now or whatever? This, while they're this, this out? is more so now. They were talking about the uh, the the recent voter rights changes that uh, Governor Kemp basically put together. And it was uh, they were thinking because of the stipulations as to the new vo- voter rights laws that were put mm-hmm. into place that they wouldn't support it and they wouldn't shoot their films there. Hmm. Interesting. No, I still haven't seen it slow down, though, because. Anywhere I go around the metro metropolitan area, you're gonna see somebody filming. Mm. Um, some Hollywood said it's gonna be filming there, and I'm like, okay, yeah, they're filming because I see the yellow signs everywhere. So, even if it isn't um, Hollywood, it's an independent filmmaker that's doing his own thing too. Because right. Atlanta is like the mecca now, the new mecca for everything. So it's, it's yeah. true. Uh, <laughs> I you in front, there was a, there was that big standpoint, maybe like I think in the late '90s, early 2000s, where it was taken over as far as like the home of hip hop. Yeah. And R&B at that time. Mm-hmm. And pretty much now film is taking taking cue over there in Georgia. Exactly. I mean, I can only see bigger things coming out of there. It I, is. That, it that, is. Now, of, of course, we met through a mutual friend, uh, Onati mm-hmm. Roush, uh, yes. who, who works for Concrete. 
There's concrete comics, comics. But, but he also has a studio um studio company that he um he runs uh absolute studios in atlanta have y'all been able to work together as well we have been in the talks for production and oh, that's all okay. i can say for that. Oh, <laughs> okay all right so, so, yeah shit. but um <laughs> yes that's my boy i love his work what he does when he creates and i said man i want to bring one of those to life i want to bring a story to life and that's where it queued up he was like okay all right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Nah. Oh, Naji is another great mind, a mm-hmm. super creative mind. Uh, he he actually created a, a comic series called Odina, if anybody hasn't known through Concrete Comics. And he's been talking about making that into a live action. And he's mm-hmm. he's, he's secretly cued at that a little bit every ever, mm. so, <laughs> ever so gently. So so I ask you, Jonathan, yeah. uh, what project has piqued your interest as uh, something that you've always wanted to create something that maybe maybe is out there already that already has a medium or something that you will want to create as your own as my own mm-hmm. man uh it's two okay but i feel as if it's all steps to it that i have to do and i have to complete in order to get to that final one that i want to do so mm-hmm. Right now, um, establishing sisters and things of that nature, what we're doing with it, I want to go ahead and finish what I'm doing because it is the pretty much the teaser to showcase, okay, this is what Open Gate Studios can do. This is what we can bring to the table. We want to make this into a feature film. However, once that has been done and established and I got my feature film for sisters under my belt, I want to go ahead and get to work with not remaking, but a continuation of The Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. I want to focus more on the children aspect of, yeah, it's a children, a plot of revenge and all that stuff. But you already know, yeah, I want I want to do that. The effects are going to be insane. The martial arts are going to be insane. I want to do that. And I feel as if, if when I do that, because I'm going to do it and I do it right, then and only then will I be able to get the torch to be like, OK, he did that the right way. I know he can make this successful Dragon Ball Z live adaptation correct. Mm. After that, I, I don't know what happens after that. I, I just saw all that. Just, uh, oh, and I did see that. It came in a dream, too. I was like, oh, so that's that's what you want me to do. I was like, okay, I'll do it. I got it. Don't worry. I'm gonna all get right. it work. Uh, you touched on something in my soul, because Last Dragon mm-hmm. is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, I, man. I, I watched that as a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying all the all the way till now. I've talked. I've I've heard people say now. Now I've never heard this, that somebody wanted to bring up a project from the children's perspective as a continuation mm-hmm. of it. Continuation. I've talked to I've talked to uh, I talked to people that said that they wanted to see an origin story for Shogun. Even that'd be dope, though. You know, that would be dope. That would be dope. That would be dope. I, I just need us to keep going with it because we only got one movie, and then we got yeah. the comics that go out there and stuff. But I want to see some live action to be like, hey, you know, here's another story that you didn't know about. So yeah, because yeah. the more that you look at it, like it, pretty much, Last Dragon is an origin story for um, mm-hmm. Bruce Leroy for Correct. Time. Mac. Uh, have yeah. you have you met Time Mac? I never met Time Mac, but he he seems like a genuine, amazing guy. His aura is always great. So. He's always at comic cons uh he the the last two new york comic cons up here mm-hmm. he's been at so i can imagine he probably does either i think they have dragon con down there in atlanta yes we do mm-hmm. and and the and atlanta comic con so i'm yes, we do. pretty we got sure that now too. 
I'm pretty sure he signed on because he's usually at all of the oh, all of the big comic cons. Okay. Yeah. Tell so, so I yeah, like I said, if we never got to see exactly what made show enough. Show enough. We never did. We just said he he's the bad guy. This right. is what it is. This is he's already established. Yeah, but we didn't you know? understand why he went that route. Oh. Oh man, there could have yeah. been so many possibilities. He probably didn't even want to do that, but he had to do it. Something forced him into becoming. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the thing that <laughs> he's never talked about anybody teaching him what he knows. Mm-hmm. He's never talked about him battling on the streets or anything like that. He just right. already had a dojo. Right. He's been, He's rough around your edges. He's been kicking ass from. And the thing is, anybody who basically says they, they can beat him, he always comes up to the challenge. Mm-hmm. He doesn't stand, he doesn't stand down from anybody. He doesn't back down from anyone. Nope. So there has to be a story behind that. There has to be a story. And I'm mad because now my brain is racing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see? More plot lines of what you could do for that. And that's endless, too. But yeah, but see, OK, if you do it, the origin story with that, you get that created. Or whatnot. I mean, you could actually have a trilogy off of that to build up into it if you want to do it that way. The Timex story with the Last Dragon—that's already built. I, yeah. I feel like I don't. You shouldn't touch that. I feel like that's a classic. It's it is what it is. We got it. But then another friend of mine was like, "No, you can retell it. You can redo it another way." I was like, well, "We could retell it because we right. could." And in today's society, you could do it. But I feel like. I don't know if my heart would be into it. Like, I don't know. Mm. Whereas it is for the children's aspect. I can go off of that and be like, yo, I can do it this way. And it'll be okay because this is their origin story. Now, when when you're talking about the children, are you talking about basically Bruce Leroy's students like Johnny and the little kids? Johnny, the little kids, or even um, Timex. Like, I want him to have children. As well. Oh, okay. Got it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. I know his little brother, Richie. Yeah. And Richie never really got into martial arts. No, he didn't. But he knew how important it was to his brother. Right. So he could still be there as that mentor figure to let the children know, like, hey, you need to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. Threats could happen. All that stuff. But, yeah, man, I had the story. I had the script. So, yeah. there. I wrote that back in 2017. Yeah. What? I was just writing. Yeah, this story, that story's been there, bro. Like, yeah, I really wanted to do that one. So that's just sitting. It'll be sitting in when it's ready and it's time. It'll be time. It's funny because one of the little kids mm-hmm. that was uh Bruce Lee Bruce Bruce, ah, Bruce Leroy students happened to be Ernie Reyes, which is a great martial artist. Mm-hmm. He ended up being one of the Ninja Turtles, like in the costume in the suit, first, in the first Ninja Turtles uh, movie. Yeah, and of course he was in like Surf Ninjas. And then he was in the rundown with the rock and everything like that. He was in a bunch of movies. He was an awesome fight choreographer, awesome martial artist. So that's another that's another person from Last Dragon, because most of the ones that we know from the movie Shogun, Vanity, have mm-hmm. all passed on and everything. And then a Dragon Ball Z adaptation, because mm-hmm. the last Dragon Ball Z live adaptation. Who mm-hmm. Lord. We don't speak upon that. No, we don't. Even, it's, everybody it says, doesn't even exist. Talk about that. <laughs> no. So. So as far as like bringing anime, yeah. anime to life in live action, I always feel as though the aesthetics of anime or better yet, cartoons mm-hmm. always provide like a certain look at things that are yes. hard to 
duplicate in live action. Mm -hmm. How can that be changed? I think the thing about it is when directors more so around in I know in Japan when they do their live actions, like when I watch the Full Metal Alchemist, it is more of the shot for shot, kind of like the anime. But some shots don't transition well, you know, like some things that happen in animes, like you said, it doesn't transition well towards camera. So that's when you do have to go in and you have to find another way to be like, okay, well, how do I tell this particular part a different way? Because it's not going to translate well or whatnot um, for live action. But that comes down to the director. He, you got to figure that portion out. As far as when it comes down to the fighting and the choreography, um, the fighting aspects and the, the VFX, it's here now. We got it. Zack Snyder has shown us like, hey, it's possible to do it. Even not even just Zack Snyder. I've seen content creators create stuff on their own. And I'm like, yeah, when I have the budget, I need you to be a part of the team because this right. is what we need. You you see it or whatnot. You can do it and things of that nature. So, yeah, it's here. It's now like the time is now you can do it or whatnot. And you can do it the right way. Um even when I see Christopher Cohen, when he does his live action, um, I always go back to him because he's like the grandfather. He transitioned live action anime, well, transitioned anime to live action perfectly. Him and Reanime, they do a great job at making those live, ac live action adaptations look so, so, so clean and so realistic. And that's what you want. So whenever I need to go for a reference and be like, okay, what well, can it be possible? Is it possible? I go back and look at some of their videos and be like, yeah, yeah. It's possible. You can do it. You can't do it verbatim, but like shot for shot of how they do it. But no, you can do it in your own way and still showcase it like, OK, I get it. That is how it does. That's how it gets done. But yeah. Yeah. Like the the couple that I've seen as far as like live action, whether it's like a from a um, a martial arts aspect, mm -hmm. um, John Woo um, doing uh, like basically um, face off. John Travolta yeah. and Nicolas Cage, mm -hmm. but he did a lot of Asian uh, flicks before that. And it was pretty, uh, people titled it gun Fu because he basically did most of, most of the choreography was done with guns. And well, it all, isn't that kind of what was gun Fu? It's what about with John Wick? Um, I don't mean to cut you off or anything, but even kind of like gun Fu in a sense or whatnot. And I love those movies. Those are always good. So, yeah. Hey. So like it, it's, it's pretty much establishing a dance, but utilizing the weapon as, as the gun in the, in the, in the, in the, like almost in that venue, mm -hmm. how how it's described. Um, the other person, uh, and I'm gonna see if I'm gonna get this right. If if you've ever seen the raid and the raid two, Gareth Edwards. Yes, I've seen the raid and the raid two. Very 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 good. Good movies, great movies. And it's like single shot because most of mm -hmm. if you if you look at the raid one, most of it's mm -hmm. done in a hallway, yeah. like through that through that uh that that little like uh apartment complex that they were doing it. Right. So I'm like, how are they doing this? Because for one, like most of the moves that they're doing, it looks like the cameraman's either sliding the camera underneath them mm -hmm. while while they're in this skinny hallway or jumping over them in order to get the shot. I'm, I I would have to go back and look at it just to be like, all right, how, what, how are they doing that or whatnot? But that goes down to that amazing cinematography. Um, yeah. Great cinematographer on your team, too. Okay, he sees the director's vision. I'm like, OK, look, this is what I'm looking for. This is what we need to capture. So those two need to work in the harmony, but just not him. It's everybody who makes a great film is you think it's just the director, but it's not. It's literally everybody that's a part and attached to that film is what makes it a great film. Everybody's job is important. When everybody's at 100, I guarantee you the film's going to look amazing. But, mm. you know, when people have ass, you have ass work, 
is what it is. But <laughs> no, everybody comes together to make that, you know, A plus film. So true. Yeah, yeah man. True. So uh, so as far as like what's uh what's in the future for you? Like as far as like for the for the rest of this year in 2021, what's on what's on the uh the docket for for Open Gate Studios? On the docket for Open Gate Studios, we're gonna get some weddings on out the way. This is wedding season right now. So we're gonna um take care of the weddings, take care of our clients always. Um as far as production for the sisters and stuff like that, still in post-production. So we're still editing that. I really want to release this by the end of June, but not in June, end of summer. Let me say mm. that. Not June, too soon. But in the summer, so that you guys can go ahead and see it because I need to start pushing for the marketing because that's where I want to go ahead and get the budget so that I can create the feature film for it. Because after that, yeah, we're going to be doing this full time. Um, no more nine to fives, just full time and what we do. That's the point. Yes. So now so far, the the, the clips that you've been putting out there have pretty mm-hmm. much been either um, like 10 minute short films or maybe like seven minutes and everything. When you're talking about bringing this into a feature aspect, how long are you looking looking to put this up for? Oh man, for the feature film now, that's got to be at least an hour 45 to two hours. So yeah, I'm a feature film. I, I want this to be the one. Yeah. So yeah, because right now, sisters, um, what we're showcasing you, it's pretty much at 25 minutes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yep. short film. So you go ahead and you can see and take from that what it is. And then from there, be like, okay, I see the direction of what this guy is doing. I believe in him. I believe in the gas, believe in the crew. I believe in all that. Support us. Help us make this into a grander, bigger feature film, you know, so that we can showcase it even Bro, appreciate mm-hmm. you. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> nah, nah, this, nah, this was good, man. I, I I feel as though I got I got a a, a lesson as far as like a, exactly like what's to come and and as far as like directing and everything like that because mm-hmm. most of the stuff that you're you're doing through a lot of the videos that you're putting out and everything I'm I'm sitting there like asking myself like ten thousand questions like how just like with any other action movie like how are you getting this shot like like. Where are you putting up the effects and everything like that in order to get the effects <laughs> that you're doing? Like, where is all this coming from? So, yo, man, you keep doing your thing for real. Thank you, brother. I will. As I need y'all to as well, though. Y'all stay together. Y'all stay united. Yeah. What y'all have, man. That is an amazing, amazing platform. I love it. And I just love seeing this all you know, my people come together, too. So y'all stay concrete. Definitely. Word up, man. Word up. We will. <laughs> and bro, you keep, you keep in touch. Let us know if anything, if any new projects you need us to pump, I'll gladly do so. That's what I'm here for. Thank you, brother. And likewise, okay? So just let me know as well. No doubt. And I'll probably have this up by, uh, what's today, Tuesday? Probably like Friday. Oh, bet. I'm going to be pushing it. All Sounds right. good. My man, thank <laughs> you. All right, bro. Peace. Later.